The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Saturday, November 9th, and we are going to be reviewing the NBA card for Sunday, November 10th. We have a very good looking card here uh, on Sunday of eight games, seven on the main slate. And we will jump into those pretty quickly here. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And I am with one of the big sharks of the industry, certainly dominating our coach's challenge between the uh, DFS pros here. And that's Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you tonight, Andrew? Doing well, Coach. Feeling extra strong today after my Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee the last two mornings. Oh, damn, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So what was the word? What would you oh, think? Oh, man, Mike Patri is right. It is smooth and delicious. Very good. Yeah, we were wondering if you were all keyed up last night. We figured you were probably all caffeined up and up late uh, watching the game. So You know good. it. I'm glad you got the stuff, though. That's great, dude. Very good. Well, listen, we're, yeah, we're, you know, as one, we're, we're coming to you in the, the evening before the slate, so Saturday night. I'm pretty fired up. I, I uh, put up some big 361.75 uh, points on Fantasy Draft. That's, uh, I think, my personal high, high or second highest score uh, ever. So that's not too shabby. That's legit. That is up in the stratosphere. And yeah, of course, that, that was what I was thinking today. I listened to the show from last night, but I knew I couldn't play today because of my schedule. So I was thinking, of course, this is going to be the day that the picks really hit. And this is the one day I can't play. But that's the way it goes. But yeah, glad you had such a such a huge score. That's that's terrific. I appreciate it. I I screwed up, too, because, I mean, I'm happy. I'm Anytime you, you make money and have a really positive day, it's great. But I, I ended up just playing head-to-heads on Fantasy Draft, and I didn't get in the GPP, and I would have taken it down. Can you imagine? That's so dumb. But that's okay. I Hopefully, some of our listeners use those picks, and, and maybe they're the ones that took it down. That's what I'm hoping for. That would be the next best thing. You know it. No doubt about it. Well, all right. Before we get started here, we, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. They're the only rate-free fantasy site in the industry. Uh, they have some great contests every day. Uh, normally, it's a $30,000 pick and roll, which I should have been in today like a dumbass. And uh, that's $25 to enter. And the $5 contest is usually in the $7,500 range. And those are guaranteed contests. Now, those amounts vary from day to day. I think Sunday, uh, the, they dip a little because there's so many NFS or DFS NFL players. So, you know, keep an eye on those. But they are rake-free, and as is every contest on Fantasy Draft. So take advantage of that. Go to FantasyDraft.com, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL, get your seven days free membership and up to $1,000 in rake-free uh, to start out and start raking it in, man. I'm loving my day so far. I'll be 
going after tomorrow with a, a smart approach. I know, we, you know, Mike Apatry and I talked a lot preseason about bankroll management, not getting overexcited and playing too much or chasing, uh, you know, losing bets on playing too much. You know, if you play 10 or 15% of your, your overall bankroll, you're doing fine. You're managing it. You're building it. That's the way to do it. But uh, we thank uh, our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, and we certainly, uh, you know, encourage you to play there. It's like you can build some great lineups. Like tonight I had Luca and Harden in there, and it was just – it's a lot of fun when, when you can mix and match. Uh, one time I played uh, five centers. That was really cool. So you can do all kinds of fun stuff on there. Um, also, some of our additional sponsors that I also want to mention uh, here as well, manscaped.com. Uh, go there, put in the promo code HOOPBALL, free shipping and 20% off your order. Also, uh, for your big NFL bets tomorrow, uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, go there, use the promo code today, and you get 100% match on your deposit. You can't beat that. And then, as uh, Andrew alluded to, the Smooth Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, our original sponsor here at Hoopball. So that is it, man. Let's jump into this because I am anxious to get this going. I love this slate tomorrow. We have this one lone game, and and as Mike Apatry and I talked about yesterday, our goal is through the preseason, through the regular season, and through the playoffs. We are not going to miss one single game. That's our goal for the season. And so when we do touch on these uh, games that stand alone, like this, there's a 3.30 Eastern game tomorrow, Denver and Minnesota. And most uh, sites will have this game uh, standalone where you play the captain and then, you know, uh, four other uh, or five other, depending on the site. Uh, players. So we're always going to touch those games. And then the main slate will be our, our, our focus. And, and that tomorrow is seven games. So let's start off with that Nuggets Timberwolves afternoon game and uh, go for it, man. Jump in. Jump in head first. What do you got, Andrew? Well, for a showdown slate here, uh, let's let's start with Denver, and I'm going to okay. start my lineups with Murray and Jokic. Murray okay. came out with 50 fantasy points last time out against the Sixers. He was due, man. He yeah, was he due. was. And Jokic is finally picking it up, too. I mean, he still looks sluggish. He yeah. looks like he's mad at the world out there. He just looks like he's grumpy. I don't know what is going on with him, but <laughs> he finally put up some decent numbers, and we're just talking about a one-game slate here, so... If you don't make him the captain, you can fit him in and still get a lot of the other top players in this game. So I would probably start with Murray as my captain and pair him with with Jokic. I mean, those two have such a high correlation. You know, they love to run the pick and roll with each other. So I'm going to start with those two guys. Then I'm going to turn my focus to the Timberwolves to try to build out my lineup. And the question is, can you get Cat in there? I probably will start a build without Cat. You know, I watched a lot of that game with Minnesota and Golden State. It was an explosive game, fun to watch. Yeah. But Cat, you know, Wiggins outshot Cat 33 to 17. I know. That's unbelievable. That is monstrous. I mean, Wiggins looks like a much different guy this year. 
he it does. Is, it's hard to say it. It's hard to adjust to, but he's more aggressive. He's taking more shots. I mean, down the stretch and in overtime in that game, he wanted the ball and he was calling for it. He was he was telling Cat to come set a pick for him, and then he was just doing his thing. Yeah. You know, there was even a play where late in the game or in overtime, I can't remember which, Wiggins had the ball at the top of the key, and it looked to me like the smart play would have been to pass to Cat for a three, but he looked him off and passed it to the other wing. I think it was Covington. So yeah. if, if Wiggins isn't even going to play through Cat primarily, then I'm going to fade Cat in, in this type of a contest and go with Wiggins and Covington and then fill out my roster from there. I don't blame you, man. And I'll tell you, I, I'm the first one to dog uh, uh, our man Wiggins. I, I I have for years, but he's earned it. I mean, all I mean several several years now he's been a DFS dud, just empty stats with you know points only, and he doesn't want it in the clutch, and he just doesn't show a lot of guts. But I, you know, I've watched him enough in the last uh, couple weeks here. He does seem like some, you know, he pushed the button or flipped the switch or whatever you want to call it. So I agree with you. I, the only problem for me is though, I, my, my concern with taking any Minnesota guys is we have the polar opposites here. We have the first and fastest team in the league right now, Minnesota, who just nipped by uh, Houston, and we have the dead last in Denver. Uh, they're under a hundred, uh, which doesn't happen very often. So, uh, you know, talk about a pace down game for Minnesota. That just scares the heck out of me uh, with, with, you know, with focusing on those guys. And it just seems like to me, you know, like the conversation we just had about Wiggins, like every DFS player on earth is having that same conversation, which generally means he's going to be overowned and, you know, so much attention to him uh, that I just, I'm going to fade him for sure. I just don't like that feel of chasing uh, a big game or chasing, uh, you know, and it doesn't always work out uh, with my theory. You know, D'Angelo Russell had another big game tonight, not the career game he had last night, but, you know, I used that same philosophy tonight. It didn't really work with D'Angelo because he played great. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying fade Wiggins, I'm just saying I'm not going to use him in my main lineups tomorrow because of the pace down. Um, I actually, I, I know this is going to be hard to believe, and and I'm embarrassed to say it because nobody's dogged the poor guy more than me, but I might go with Jokic. Can you believe that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can. Mean, I, On the one-game slate, I, I really can. I've dogged the living daylights out of him, but, you know, Cap plays lousy defense. He is starting to play a little better. He still looks out of shape and grumpy and slow and not happy, but you know he does put up the numbers. And Cat, he, he owns Cat too, and you know in a few times they played. So I don't know if I'll use him as my captain, but I'm going to use him. Um, I'm with you on Jamal Murray. I really like Murray tomorrow, uh, in, especially in in this one game slate because. He's one of those momentum guys that you catch him when he's hot, and he usually rolls three, four, five games solid together, and then he'll slump for a little bit. He's very streaky, but you want to catch him uh, when he's going. I love him in this pace-up situation. Uh, Minnesota's, you know, 
had some problems at the point guard and have been short-handed there. So, uh, you know, for this slate, obviously you have to slide in a Minnesota guy and, uh, you know, into the mix with your Denver guys in, in a one-game slate build. So I would say, let you know, let's keep an eye on the news and see where we can get a value guy from Minnesota and maybe slide in one of the point guards uh, or somebody of that nature. And let's spend the money on Denver's side, you know, with Jokic and Murray and, uh, you know, whoever else we can fill into that spot, even maybe a Plumlee uh, as the last guy in for when Jokic does come out. He's still very effective in uh, he can pick on Cat as well. So that's sort of what I feel on that game, if that makes sense, uh, Andrew. Yeah, the only other thing is is I agree. we got to look at the news on the point guards. Napier and Teague are both questionable. Right. And Culver, what are your thoughts on him? He, he, had, uh, that, he had that really nice game against Memphis, and then last time out uh, against Golden State, he was just sort, um, of, sort of a disappearing act. Yeah. So do we do we fade him again? Yeah, I'm not touching him. I, I'm really not. I mean, I I fell, you know, I bit on that lollipop just like everybody else out there last time. I I figured the floor was safe, you know, because they just didn't have another uh, point guard and came off a good game. You think, you know, the young guy's getting some confidence, and he just threw up a monster dud. So I'm. Enough to scare me off, that's for sure. Yeah, I think I'm probably with you. All right, man, let's get into this this real deal main slate because it is pretty juicy. And uh, we got to pick one off at a time here. We can be a little bit more selective now. Uh, you know, tonight we had the four-game slate, although I shouldn't say that because I crushed it. So maybe that was a good thing, but... Uh, we can cherry pick a little bit more with seven games. Um, and let's start out with uh, another uh, interesting game. I mean, Orlando's hard to play their games, but it's Indiana at Orlando. It's uh, a 6 p.m. Eastern game. There's two 6 p.m. Eastern uh, starts that are on the main slate tomorrow. So that's a little weird, but uh, they are on there. And uh, just be assured you don't miss your start time by an hour because it's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, we've got that scenario again with with Orlando being super duper slow. Um, you know, they, other than Denver, they're the 29th slowest team uh, in the league. So, again, you've got a pace down situation for Indiana. And Indiana has been dinged up. Uh, they've, you know, they've got guys out in this game left and right as well. There's some questionable uh, stuff here. So, you know, this is going to be a, a definite game on the Pacers side. But we have to listen to the late news, listen to the information, and, uh, you know, put it together from there. But, you know, where are you leaning initially in this one? Yeah, I don't have much interest in this game. It is the lowest total on the board. It is. But due to the, due to the injuries, I do like Sabonis because Turner has been ruled out. Lamb is out again. Sabonis is just is is dominant. You know, I said I was going to play him over Drummond last yeah. time out. That's what I did, and and I think that was the smart move. So I'll go with Sabonis again here. I'm going to fade Brogdon. 
due to his price tag and the fact that Aaron Holiday is, I think it's cutting into his production a little bit. You know, Holiday had five assists last time out. Brogdon only had two. Yeah. So, you know, Holiday's he's handling the ball. So I'm going to fade Brogdon because of Holiday being in the starting lineup, you know, not to mention this low total. And then on the Orlando side, I'm going to go with Isaac again. I, I played him after that big game Almost in Dallas. Five by five. Yeah. Yep. I, I, and he hit value again. So uh, I'll play him. And then I'm going to fade everybody else for the magic. You know, I want to I want to mention something about Fultz. Yeah. This is a guy who, you know, he got a triple double in Philadelphia and he's a starting point guard. And he's getting, you know, he's getting 24 minutes or so, but his price tag has been low. So he's had low price tag, high minutes, yeah. starting point guard. That's a guy you want to play, but I just can't. He's only taking seven shots. He's just not doing enough, even though he's and got he that athleticism. That's the sad thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to play him, but I, I just can't. So for me in this game, it's really just Sabonis and Isaac. Okay. Uh, for me, it's even simpler. I, I mean, I like Aaron Holiday. I've always thought he should be getting minutes. And with Lamb out, I think he's, you know, at he's such a great value. And you can plug him in and then you could, you know, monster upgrade in your salary for the rest of your guys. So he's really the only guy I'm going to play in this game. You know, you got the 25th and 29th pace teams, the lowest over under on the board, you, you know, you should steer clear from this game as much as possible because there's just not going to be enough possessions and DFS points available. So, uh, you know, but for me, Holiday is such a value and they they haven't really adjusted the pricing enough on him. Uh, and with Lamb out, I think, you know, I'm just going to go after that again because, you know, he's been producing and, uh, I, I've always thought he had the talent. I just think he needed the opportunity, you know. Yeah, and for our listeners who are newer to the program, Coach primarily focuses on cash game plays. Mike and I f- focus a little bit more on tournament plays. And I think yeah. Holiday is more of a cash game play, personally. Correct. He's more yeah. of a consistent guy. He's he's not typically going to pop off 35 fantasy points. So for his low price, I, I certainly support him as a cash game play. I just don't like him that much for tournaments. Yeah, and and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because it really, you know, how you build your lineup is really, you know, depends on the type of contest that you get into. And for the most part, like Andrew said, I I play head-to-heads, three and five gamers, uh, three and five teamers, 50-50s, and then some single entry. I don't generally enter the big GPPs or anything like that. So my build is going to be based on a little bit more sound, a little bit more uh, higher floors that I know that I'm going to be able to carry my cash games. You know, whereas I think, you know, why it's always a a good bumper for us on this show is Mike and and Andrew will look more at the GPP side of things uh, and, and, and try to target some of those high ceiling guys that can take down one of the big, big ones. So, very good point, man. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Certainly a better game than this one for sure. And it's also that weird 6 o'clock time. And it's the Charlotte Hornets, who I just got done watching, uh, played it this evening. And they played hard, played a lot of minutes. Uh, 
they're at the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'll let, let you roll with this, but here my I have a big circle on this game that says avoid. That was the note I wrote on my notes. And the reason okay. I'd say that is, you know why? I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah. And I know it's hard. You can't really always count on blowouts or, you know, if you really do, you can get stung bad because sometimes the guys that need to get the points for it to be a blowout are going to do that anyway. But I just, you know, my I can't stand watching a game when you're sweating DFS and it's fourth quarter and it's a 25-point game and your guys don't get back in and you just lose, you know, 12 minutes of crunch time basketball, you know, or more. So it's – I just – I'm going to avoid this game, and so I'll let you break this out and give some recommendations. But I'm going to stay true to my gut here that this is going to blow out and I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely my concern, too, as I first look over the slate. You know, Sixers are favored by 13, and it's not surprising. They're back at home. Hornets are coming into town on the back-to-back. You mentioned that the guards played big minutes. So I, I am certainly very wary of playing anyone from this game. The only the only two things that I'm somewhat interested in are the fact that, you know, Neto is starting at point guard now, and the Sixers are, are pretty solid against guards. Yeah. But we just saw what Jamal Murray did against Neto. I don't think he's very good on either end. So yeah. I think Rozier and Graham are, you know, should do well, at least one of them. So I have, you know, interest in both of them, depending on price. Okay. Um, and then Graham, in, Graham had a big game tonight. Yeah, he, I think he had like 50 fantasy points tonight, right? I just yeah. glanced at the box score. So yeah. he is just rolling. Oh, so, he is, he's like their main man. I mean, if if Josh Richardson guards him more, then I maybe this will be the the time when more more players use Graham. Rozier is a little bit lower owned, and and he pops off a little bit. So that's yeah. why I have some interest in those guys, but no one else for the Hornets. And then on the Sixers side, you know, you got to look at Embiid because look at who's going to be defending him. You know, he should crush against the Hornets and that's it. It's just a question of how many minutes is he going to play? And so I'm more interested in Giannis in the next game in terms of the higher priced players. Yeah. So again, this will be the situation where, you know, if I'm playing cash games or five or six tournaments, then I've got, I'm going to have a lot of Giannis and maybe one tournament lineup with Embiid. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, good take, good take. Uh, game three on the main slate is a regular 7 p.m. Eastern uh, starting game. It's the Milwaukee Bucks at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Thunder are coming off a of back-to-back. They played uh, this evening as well, and uh, a fresh Bucks team. They're probably already they probably were in the hotel kicking back, just uh, watching the Thunder game uh, tonight, waiting for this game. Uh, you know, which is a little concerning because I, I don't think the Thunder exactly are uh, giant killers, and Milwaukee seems to be playing good ball. But you know, you got to consider Giannis here, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, if you can afford the the price tag, uh, he's definitely up there. But you know, this game, uh, you know, fits well into you know the defensive matchups and the pace. 
You know, you've got Milwaukee, believe it or not, playing at the fifth fastest pace in the league, which is, you know, they're, they're pushing the ball more than they ever have. And uh, Oklahoma City isn't really as slow either. They're 18th, which is a little improvement for sure from last year. Um, you know, and with Chris Paul there, it's surprising that they're, they're that high because he usually slows pace down a little bit uh, here, especially in his later years. But, um, you know, this game has some intrigue beyond Giannis. I mean, the, the ancillary parts for Milwaukee have, have been really sound. I mean, Bledsoe's playing good ball, uh, but he's going to get, you know, Chris Paul defense and he's stingy on D. So, you know, that eliminates him for me. You know, if you can catch Middleton on the right night, he can really help you bring something down. But, you know, his there are times when he's, uh, you know, just sort of out there eating minutes and not producing as much. But I like him. His price tag is fair. Uh, and I am going to consider him. I like, you know, having the, the dual uh, bucks. It's worked in the past when I've played a combo of, of Giannis and Bledsoe or Giannis and Middleton. So, it you know, it's done well for me. I think they they score in bunches, and that first unit when they're together out there does really well. Now, you know, will this game blow out? You know, it's possible, but it's at the Thunder. The Thunder usually are pretty tough playing at home, but it is a back-to-back. So there is just enough sliver of fear for me in there uh, that I don't know if I'll have the courage to to stack two bucks like that uh, on that side of the ball. But, you know, on the Oklahoma City side, you know, Shea's come down to earth a little bit. You know, he's people, you know, they're doubling him a little. He's catching the best defender from the other team a lot. And, you know, you got a lot of other guys chipping in. It seems like Oklahoma is really on a youth movement. You've got Diallo and Baisley and all these young guys starting to take more of a role, uh, Noel as well. And I think, you know, it's just a matter of time that they trade Paul, they trade Adams, and those young guys are going to keep getting a bigger and bigger role. But in that transitional period, to me, Oklahoma City becomes somewhat unplayable, at least for me, because during that transition, you've got the veteran guys still taking up enough minutes and usage, uh, but not enough to pay value. And the younger guys, in, you know, doing better and better. You know, I know Diallo's the big sweetheart for everybody right now and some of these other guys, but, you know, they're not quite there yet. So, I'm, you know, I'm on a slate like this, when we have this many games to choose from, I'm going to steer clear of Oklahoma City and target Giannis and maybe a second buck, depending on how my build uh, looks. I am with you. Good takes. I'm going to pass on the Thunder okay. for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Also, just the fact that I like some of the guards later in the slate. So where I might have some interest in somebody like Chris Paul or Shea, I'm going to I'm going to fade those guys because of some of the later guards like Young and Booker, Kyrie, those guys. So. My only interest is Giannis, and it's funny that you talked about pairing him up with somebody because I usually like to pair up two guys, go for a correlation. Yeah. But I I really just like Giannis by himself in this game. Mm. I'm looking I'm looking over the Thunder starting lineup, and I'm just trying to envision who is going to guard him. No, I mean, I, I, for, 
it's you know, not good. Fer- Ferguson, Gallinari, yeah. I don't think those guys are going to have any chance. I think he's going to be able to go wherever he wants to go, back people down, shoot threes if he wants. I think he's just going to absolutely dominate this game. And, I agree. I, they you know, need to trade for Grant back from Denver just yep. for this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's Giannis all day and probably nobody else from this game. Very good, man. Um, we are smoking through here. See, I told you it's Apatria, dude. Apatria slows me down. <laughs> and it's, you know, coach is long-winded, and it's Apatria. Nobody listens to me. The poor guy is just slow. Just All right. Throw in your son. <laughs> yes. Game four of seven uh, and of the main slate. Uh, and it's Cleveland and the Knicks. How sad is that game? I mean, that only a DFS player or a true fan of one of those two teams uh, would would stomach being able to watch that game. That is not going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 28th pace for the Knicks. And 23rd for the Cavs. 23rd. Wow. Yuck. Ah, oh, shit, man. I, you know, this is just, you know, there, there. A lot of times, a game like this, there'll be one guy that stands out or one value guy that you can grab. I know Mitchell Robinson's out, <clears throat> and that just shuffles some things for the Knicks. But, but listen, I am not on a seven-game main slate going to try to sweat the hell out of trying to root in a Julius Randle or. Or one of these uh, Kevin Loves. It's just there. It's you can't really pay up for those guys under the the pace of the game. You don't know how it's gonna to sketch out. So I'm just I'm I'm gonna pass this game completely. These the last games on the slate are much better than these early games. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you're you're right. The the other games certainly are better, but it, somebody is bound to stand out here. Okay. You mentioned this. You mentioned the slow pace, but both of these teams are also terrible at defense. Yes, they are. So you know somebody's going to make some headway, and to me it just comes down to price. And there's three guys I'm interested in this game. So depending on what position you might need a guy at a certain price, I like Tristan Thompson again. He's rolling. You know we've talked about it. I just like his value compared to Love right now because of his lower price. Yeah. So I, I like Tristan Thompson, and then for the Knicks. It's Nila Kina and Marcus Morris. You know, the Morris brothers are both, you know, showing some some great upside. Yeah. And Nila Kina, I think he's gotten a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, he, if he's going to play 37 minutes, his price is finally coming up a little bit. But I don't think he. I think he's better than you know his reputation. Uh, you know, he made four out of five threes last time out. He's got a good stroke. He did have – I think that last game might have been his best game of his career, to be right. honest with you. But Smith Jr. is back, though. Well, that's that was my question. I was just looking him up before the show, and I know he was back with the team in Dallas, but he didn't play, right? So is he going to play right. on Sunday? Do we know for sure? Uh, I haven't seen the latest update, but based on what I read was he was back with the team, but he wasn't going to suit up until the Sunday game. Uh, so I, I'm anticipating okay. he's going to play. Now, if he I would plays, assume it's then be a limited role, though, you know? Right, right. If he plays, you know, with Nilekina's price 
creeping up, then I probably will fade Nilakina. But okay, if I think he's going to get 35 plus minutes, I think he's worth playing. Yeah, I I just I I doubt that that's going to happen, and I doubt that he's going to be able to follow up that game. But you're right, he's turning the corner. All that promise and everybody talking about him being such a bust. He is turning the corner, though. I, I'll give you that much for sure. So you like uh, from the, you like Thompson as well. You said in this game. Yeah, I like Tristan Thompson, Neil Akina, and Marcus Morris, but not all three of them. I'm just saying if you need one guy, those are three guys you consider you can consider depending on your position that you need to fill and what price you have left to pay. And see those, and and this just goes back to what you mentioned earlier. This is a perfect example of one of those guys could smash your GPP for you and win it. But to put those guys in my cash lineup when I'm, you know, playing big bucks head to head with somebody, you, you know, it wouldn't be the smartest move for me. So yep. in my bill, I'm not going to grab those guys. But if you pick the right one in the right spot, you know, I get it. You know, if you're trying to take something big down. But in, and to mention your defensive efficiency rating too, these two teams are in the bottom uh, eight in the league. So you know, that gives you some hope that there could be some scoring there, even though the pace is slow. So we will see. Let's move on to the next one. But before we do that, we since we're at the midway point, again, we want to thank our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, for being uh, making this show possible. We would not be able to bring you seven days of free content, which I firmly believe is the best DFS free content in the industry. Uh, this type of, you know, breaking down of the teams and analysis is usually behind, behind some kind of expensive paywall. But because of Fantasy Draft, we're able to bring this to you every day. Uh, and it's free content growing every day. And uh, we appreciate everybody jumping on. Uh, when you do jump on, you can find us on at, when you search for DFS Today, or NBA DFS today. However you look it up uh, when you're searching for a podcast, we're going to pop up there because we're getting a lot of activity. We're going to be, uh, you know, you'll see the picture of the DFS today uh, um, emblem on there. And, you know, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere podcasts are found. And all we ask that you do is take a couple of, of seconds Click the five stars, the likes, the thumbs up. A positive review would also mean a lot. It really keeps the the uh, pre presenting sponsors and our additional sponsors happy. And, you know, those additional sponsors, manscaped.com, mybookie.ag, Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee Company, uh, and, of course, our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. So, you know, click those, put some likes. We're getting a lot more comments. Hit us up on Twitter, too. You know. We love questions. We'll be happy to take uh, ideas and feedback to bring into our show uh, each each night when we do our show. So hit us up. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic, just as it sounds. And our man Mike is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And also... You know, keep tabs with us every day on Twitter for changes, player changes, updates, 
everything that's going on out there. And, you know, that is key. You've got to know these, these final few moves. You know, tonight was a perfect example. I built that big scoring lineup, but with seven minutes left, I had two peak, two key pivots where, you know, it made all the difference in my lineup, but it was because of late player news, you know, uh, and, and different things. There's always something coming out that, you know, you got to follow. So follow us on Twitter. It's uh, at Hoopball Fantasy is also where everything's going to be posted from our, our guys, Miles and Andy and all of the, the blurbers and everything at hoop-ball.com or go to hoop-ball.com, hit forums, click on the DFS thread. And again, Miles, Andy and the team, including myself, I'm on there every day posting all of the player news and, you know, that you got to keep up on if, you know, it's part it's just as important as listen to, listening to this show and strategizing your lineup. You've got to follow up that next day with all the player moves and changes and updates. And then when you mesh that together, that's where you can create some really good winning lineups. So that's it, my man. Let's hit these final three games, and we can call it a night. Uh, these games have a little bit more intrigue to me. Uh, you've got an 8 o'clock Eastern time, uh, Brooklyn Nets at Phoenix Suns. That should be fun. Absolutely. The, the, these next two games are my favorite, and this is probably my favorite game on the slate. We, okay. we, we, do, we will have a slightly different dynamic with Brooklyn because DeAndre Jordan is probable, and we saw Allen and Claxton yeah. split up the minutes, and Allen hit value. That was really nice, even though he was highly owned. Yeah. He was he was a great play last night. So now I have a lot less interest in the front court, but everybody on the wing from both teams is in play for me here. You know, this is the yeah. highest total on the board yeah. two, at 233. Suns are favored by two. So this is the shootout that stays close that we're looking for. So, yeah. you know, again, for the tournament players, you're building six or seven lineups you got to put one game in, one lineup in here where you're stacking this game heavily with four or five players at least. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stack Rubio, Booker, and Baines. Wow. And then on the other side, come back with at least one of the guards, one of the wing players. You know, so I, I mean, I have interest in Kyrie, Levert, and Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie went off last game. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you try to ride the hot streak there. Levert. He shot a bunch, you know, had a poor shooting night, um, but maybe he bounces back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a little bit hard to predict. Those two guys, they, you know, they seem to flip-flop a lot. And, you know, Ky- Kyrie's just been excellent all throughout. So just depending on how do you want to build out the rest of your lineup, uh, I think that would play a, a huge part in how you want to fill out that stack. But I, I just like all of these wing players in this matchup. I, I love this game as well. It's it's my favorite game on the slate. Uh, you've got two top 12 pace teams, two teams that aren't as proficient defensively as they could be, and you've got some guys that are they're playing some good ball. So recency is also in your favor. Um, I like Karis Levert. I like Torian Prince. I, I like both of those guys in this game. Uh, they're not going to cost you an arm and a leg. And they're going to, you know, they, they smash value very often. I think this matchup is great, uh, a great matchup for them. 
on the Phoenix side, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I looked at Rubio for a while and I thought about it, but I just think on this slate, there's enough good point guards. I'm not going to go uh, Rubio, but I do, I do have interest in Booker and I know he's super expensive. Uh, I was off of him last game and he, he played pretty well. I, I just, you know, he's a, another guy that's somewhat of a streak shooter that can really get hot in stretches and I just feel one of those stretches coming on. And in the fourth quarter, Brooklyn plays a backcourt of, of Kyrie and Dinwiddie. And I think Booker Booker can smash that those two guys. Uh, I don't think they can stay with them. You know, when they put a defensive specialist on them earlier in the game, if they rotate a guy in to to check them, you know, maybe they can. Uh, so, you know, squished down some of his his uh, usage. But in the crunch time, you know, I think that with, with those two guys in there, I just think he, he excels. So I don't mind spending up for Booker, and I've been fading him lately. Uh, and so he's my favorite son uh, by a mile. So I'm, I'm going to probably stack up Booker, Prince, and Levert in this game. And uh, wouldn't blame you if you played a fourth guy, actually. I just think this this is a nice, juicy game that it's going to be uh, uh, a high-scoring DFS game, no doubt about it. It really is. And we saw what Lillard just did against that Nets backcourt in the fourth quarter. That was yep. that was an incredible performance. You know, it's, you look at that box score and 60 just pops out of you. Crazy. And, 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 oh, by the way, 15 for 15 at the line. Yeah. That guy is in the zone, and you know he's in the next game, so we'll talk about him. But okay. but yeah, I agree. Down the stretch, Booker can have a very similar performance because he'll drive to the rack just like Lillard, and he'll beat you from the three-point range too. Well, you know, you your lead-in was perfect. You got Lillard against Trey Young, who was 72nd out of 73 point guards defensively last year. Uh, he's red hot. It's in Portland. He's but he's probably going to be the top two, one of the top two owned guys in the, on the entire slate for that exact reason. So, you know, do you, do you uh, eat the chalk here and stick with, with Lillard or do you try to fade him and, and, and bust the slate with somebody else? I'm going to stick with him. Okay. Yep. I mean, on the, on the big slate, I'm going to fade primarily, you know, Embiid and then we'll get to LeBron and AD. I'm going to fade those guys and I'm going to, I'm going to pay for Giannis and Lillard. Um, the guy is just in an, in an absolute groove, just dominant. You know, he's playing at an MVP level. So, yeah. you know, Trey Young is not going to slow him down. And, you know, this is the second highest total on the board. So I, I really like this game as well. Lillard definitely in my lineups. The other guy on the Portland side, if you haven't noticed, you got to take notice of Anthony Simons. This is yeah, a, he had a great game, that last game. He, yeah. He was awesome. Yep. He's 19 years old, dude. It's crazy. And, you know, I had him in a tournament at 5% ownership, almost minimum price. He had 26 fantasy points. And the reason I played him is because the night before against the Clippers, Stotts had him out there down the stretch. He, he had Lillard, McCollum, and Simons. Yeah, they went and small. They did. And, you know, I don't know if it'll work quite, a well, quite as well against the Hawks. You know, they have some bigger wings. Uh, than the Nets do, but you know, again, based on his price, 
I like playing Lillard and Simons together if they're going to be overlapping minutes as much as they've started to overlap because that wasn't always the case before. Did I lose you? Oh, I hesitated for a second. I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay. is but, that but it? It's always good to take an extra moment just to think about Lillard and Simon. So there you go. Yeah. I like both of those guys on the uh, on the Hawk side. Uh, Trey Young and Parker. You know, these are the two guys that are going to continue to soak up the usage again in the in this high paced game. I, I like both of them. So. Again, you know, if you're going to stack a game on this slate, this is the other one I like to stack. Yeah, I mean, this game's going to get a ton of action. I mean, there's so many juicy pieces here, no doubt about it. But, you know, my lead-in before I'm going to eat the chalk here, you know, and why I pass on Rubio that last game is, you know, my my point guard on on all my teams is going to be Lillard tomorrow. I just I don't see how you fade him against uh, Trey Young and how well he's playing and it's a home game, you know, do they blow out Atlanta? I don't think so. I mean, Portland hasn't really played that great. They've, they've been struggling, you know, outside of Lillard and, uh, and McCollum, they've been, they're not that good, really. They're not the team they used to be. And, you know, they've got a bunch of question marks. Again, we have to watch the news tomorrow. We don't know if Whiteside or Scal or, any, you know, we don't know who's going to play in the big spots. And, and as everybody knows, Zach Collins is out for several months. So, you know, it's it, it makes it a, a, tough, a tough thing to think they would get blown out. So, I'm, you know, I, I think you start your build with Lillard and just eat the chalk and take him and take your 50 or 60, hopefully, fantasy points minimum and run with it. Um I really like Jabari Parker on the other side of the ball. You know, with John Collins' suspension, he's been the main guy that's stepped up. Uh, this game just plays right into his uh, – he's a great finisher. It plays right into his game, I think. He'll put up a, a big number at a really reasonable price. Um, so those are the two guys I'm going to go to. Um, you know, Trey Young is so expensive now. I just I have a hard time, you know, when he's he's up there with Lillard and it's just like, you know, do you want to bite that bullet? We know he's his ankles, not 100 percent. And it just, you know, it, it gives me enough uh, doubt uh, to, to fade him. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to definitely go Lillard and Parker in, in a majority of my lineups. And if if a third guy happens to fit in. As my last guy in, I wouldn't mind a third guy in this game because I think it is going to be uh, a good scoring affair with a, a lot of DFS points available. Yeah, I agree. If, I've, if I'm only playing two guys from this game, it's Lillard and Jabari Parker. We're on the same page, man. That's great stuff. All right, let's Roll right into the final game of the night. It's a 9.30 Eastern game. It is the Toronto Raptors at the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, you know, everything's going the Lakers' way. They're 7-1. and one. They're on a roll. You know, the, the Raptors just had devastating news. They're 6-2, and two, you know, playing like champions, but they've lost Lowry to a broken thumb, and they've lost Ibaka indefinitely with a, a, a pretty bad injury as well. 
those are two humongous, uh, you know, cogs out of their wheel uh, that's going to really be tough. And under, you know, with those circumstances, it, it's, you know, Van Vliet and Siakam or Van Vliet and Siakam have to carry them. Now, my concern with Van Vliet is, you know, uh, L.A. has some shutdown guards with with uh, Bradley and and Green. You know, so it, it's I just don't think he's going to breathe in this game. So I'm going to not go his direction. I think out of the fact that with Lowry and Abaka out of there now, Siakam's usage was high as it was. It's now through the roof. So I think Siakam is, is another is, is the other big pay up guy uh, that I really like, you know, in a late night hammer game with Lillard in the other game and Siakam in this game. So he's going to be the only Raptor that I play for sure. And then obviously, you know, the fact that I like some of these other guys like, you know, Giannis and Lillard and uh, Booker, I can't afford the Davis and LeBron train in this game, which is always, you know, nerve wracking. Because if you're in a night, late night sweat and somebody else has one of those guys against you, you got to sit there and sort of root against them the whole game, which, you know, can be a little bit tough when you're talking about AD and LeBron. I mean, AD looked ridiculous in that last game. Good God. And LeBron's been phenomenal. So, you know, how does Toronto deal with losing, you know, two of their four best players in one loop? And will they go into L.A. and get smashed? That's possible, too. They could go in there and get smashed. So, you know, I, I'm i going to try to roll Siakam out there because even if they do get smashed, I think he does well uh, trying to keep the minutes single-handedly. And then, uh, you know, hopefully they're coasting enough that the two big fellas from L.A. don't, don't roll up any 60 or 70 burgers on us. But... Uh, you know, I'll probably fade the Lakers. I always like, you know, to put a, a final piece in to round my lineup. Uh, Ryan, round, I can't talk. <laughs> round out my lineup. There you go. Uh, in the late night hammer game if you need an extra guy. So I may dumpster dive around for a Laker here to, to plug in there to, to have uh, a guy to, to finalize my roster. But I'm not going to make it a priority by any stretch. What do, what do you think about this last game? I could probably just say ditto. I mean, I, I'm exactly on the same page with you. Okay. You know, moving forward, we're going to be playing a lot of Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, but I'm probably not going to play much Van Vliet with those guards with the Lakers. It's going to be all Siakam. And for me, he's the only, I mean, he's the late night hammer all by himself. He should, he should do plenty. And I think it's going to be a little bit harder to find a Lakers value guy because Rondo looks like he's probably coming back. And so right. then that that takes away some of the potential value plays from guys like uh, Quinn Cook or Caruso. So for yeah. me, it's it's go with Siakam. He's cheaper than LeBron and AD, and he's going to be a monster monster usage number moving forward. So he's my my primary guy in this game. Dude, we're on the same page. Uh, this this could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. let's hope so. We could probably build each other's lineups here. Exactly. Did you see what the nickname was for Caruso? I was dying, man. I don't think I saw you that. Know, 
Yeah, they're they're you know how uh, Kobe was the Black Mamba, they're calling him the Bald Mamba. Okay. <laughs> yep. Which I can say, I, you know, I appreciate because I'm bald. So, you know, the bald mamba there, I love it. I absolutely love it. I want to consider myself the, the bald mamba of DFS handicapping. How's that sound? I like that. That's got a nice ring to it. I'm sure Apatria would be all over that one. I'm sure that'll be used in the future, no doubt about <laughs> it. Fantastic. Look at this. 50, 50 minutes, 5-0. If this, you know, you know, if if Patry was here, this would be an hour and fifteen before you could blink. There's no oh, easily. Doubt about it. <laughs> How are we gonna move back out? We gotta light a fire. We got, we need to get him drinking a, a sipping a little of that cone of coffee in the evening to keep the juice <laughs> going there, so he he doesn't drag us, uh, you know, he just drag us across the finish line. But uh, awesome, man. Uh, any final thoughts on the slate or anything you wanna, you know? throw in there to wrap it up no that's it i'm excited about it so hope everyone has a great sunday sounds good man we've we've got a, a fun slate a bigger slate than normal for a sunday coming after you know coming off a small slate on saturday so enjoy the hoops you know put football away you can wait for football it's and just wait till the playoffs Watch some hoops, get some good uh, DFS games on there, dial up some uh, fantasy draft. I wish I'd have played the GPP today like a dummy, uh, and uh, go after it, man. We're gonna crush it. Yes, all right. Sir. Well, that yeah. We we thank you all for for joining us again for another episode of NBA DFS today. For my man Andrew Hansen and for our buddy Mike Patria, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.